0: Hello, and welcome to Michigan and Other Mayhem, the show about Michigan, murder, mysteries, histories, and other mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie and Jen. Okay, Jen, let's do this thing.
1: Hello? I like when you join, it does a ding like ding.
0: Yeah. She has arrived.
1: <laughs> it's funny. What do you. Oh. What?
0: Oh thank you fake podcast music da, 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 da.
1: Dun, 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 dun.
0: hey Jen <laughs> hey Ellie you know what I forgot again normally I like to ask you beforehand like right before like what are we going to talk about today but I forgot to ask you what are we going to talk about today
1: um I have a uh cold case for Wilmer Martin Age okay. 48, in guess where? Muskegon, Michigan? Yes, that is correct. There? And just so you guys know, yeah. Then my next one, I move, next podcast, I'm moving out of Muskegon for a bit, okay.
0: so. Okay, but Muskegon has been a goldmine for you, unless we got to acknowledge that.
1: Yeah, because it's like, it comes in like, you get a handful of them. You like, look, stumble upon one case, and then you got your next, and then you got your next, and then, then you got nothing.
0: Well, then sometimes Google's like, hey, girl, I noticed that you like when people are murdered in Michigan. Try this one. I know that you notice. I know that you're into Muskegon. Here's more Muskegon. I,
1: yeah, I actually have two other cases in Muskegon that I wrote down, but I decided I'm not looking at I moved on for okay. the next one.
0: I get it. I get it. Sometimes you got to move on. All right. What today, today, I want to talk about, um, and I just want to say, you know, pro tip. Arabia is made up of twenty two countries. So you're gonna hear wow. me mention like different countries. That's because I got a lot of shit to pick from.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: All right. You wanna go first? Yeah, I can. Okay, go ahead. Tell me. So Wilmar
1: Martin lived in Muskegon. Okay. People stated in an M Live article that if you would have saw Wilmer, you would have believed he was homeless. Because he would be seen around pushing a shopping cart full of items he found on the ground or from dumpsters. Okay, I just but he was
0: dress wise. I was always worried that when I was out walking the dog, I'd get hit by a car, and they would just assume I was a homeless person because of the way I dress. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, I was like. They'll be like, because I often don't have my wallet on me and shit. I'm like, they're, they're going to be like, all we found in her pocket was like some dog food and some plastic bags.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: But I'm sorry. Me Good. and him. Me and him look homeless.
1: <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, he,
0: nice.
1: did, he did this because it, it said he preferred life on the street. Okay. He was described as a friendly and willing to share anything he had. So super nice guy. Right. On August 20th, 2005, Wilmer's body was found outside of the Muskegon courthouse. He had been fatally stabbed in the chest and then dragged behind a nearby shed.
0: Oh, no shit.
1: Yep. A week after the murder, a woman came forth stating this Ronald Green, age 51. He was the one who stabbed Wilmer. And there was what looked to be corroborating evidence to this okay he was arrested but later it was found that the woman actually had lied Whoa. about seeing robert with a knife and a bloody shirt oh. i thought that was horrible that dirty hoe is what i
0: was about to say she is a dirty hoe <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. how do
1: you get that wrong
0: yeah wow you nasty little tramp <laughs>
1: after, Yeah. after robert's arrest Later, he oh, he was, of course, released, and the case went completely cold. As of today, um, they're no closer to solving Wilmer's murder. They can only say that based on how close the killer got to him, that it, they believe it's somebody that he knew.
0: Okay. So maybe someone he knew shit went wrong, he got stabbed. Yeah. Okay.
1: If... And so, of course, if there's anyone that knows anything, they are uh, call the Muskegon Police, 724 6755.
0: Yeah, and don't you get paid for Crime Stoppers? Don't you get paid by Crime Stoppers if you were to call them? I,
1: I don't know if it's everything or only certain
0: ones. Like if it leads to an arrest, you get paid or something? I, yeah, I think that's how it works. That's not bad. All right, so I'm going to tell you about Arabic people in Michigan, and I got my shit from Marvel.com, CNN Entertainment, Wikipedia, and the ChaldeanChamber.com. Okay, so the first thing I want to tell you about is something that had me super pumped. Are you ready? Yeah. In 2020, this year, this fucked up year, Marvel is introducing a new character to the magnificent Miss Marvel Universe. And his name is Fadi Falala. And his superhero name is going to be Amulet. And you ready for the exciting part? Uh huh. He's going to be from Dearborn, Michigan.
1: Wow! Oh. Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, what, what, what? We're going to finally have someone from Michigan be a fucking superhero. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was so That's excited. Very cool. Yeah. And he's going to be of Lebanese descent. And his powers are going to be based in magic. And his colors are going to be blue and white, which are the color of the Nazar or the evil eye pendant. Now, do you know what I'm talking about when I talk about the evil eye pendant? Nope. Okay. So sometimes, have you ever seen this story? It'll be like a, a dark blue, usually glass. And then there'll be the white for the eye and the black middle. And it looks just like a giant blue eye. Believe it or not, when you walk in my house, there's one directly a- across from the front door. And it's been there for like seven years. So I don't know if you ever like recall seeing it when you walk Mm -mm. in my car. Okay. So that is believed to ward off the evil eye when you have one of those glass things. So I'm going to tell you a true story. So, you know, I'm Greek. That's Mediterranean. It's not Arabian. I'm not Arabian. But Greek people also have the evil eye penance, right? So one time I I take Ariana. We're in Montreal. I'm visiting my Greek family. She's maybe like a year and a half old. And my family tells me, like, look, there's people looking at her because she's a really pretty little girl. She's very smart. She's very outgoing. They're looking at her with jealousy in their eyes. And they're going to basically put the evil eye on her by looking at her with jealousy in their eyes. She needs the evil eye pendant. So they went and got a little pendant and pinned it to her shirt to save my daughter from the evil eye. Sure. Yeah. And that was the first time I had actually heard of that. And then after that, all I did was hear of it. And then every time we went to a Greek festival, usually at church, they have a, a Greek festival once a year. And there'd always be all these things with the uh, evil eye penance. <laughs> yeah, that's where I got oh. most of mine from. Yeah. Okay, so this dude, Amulet, he's going to fight beside Kamala Khan. And she's a Pakistani-American superhero from New Jersey. And Kamala became Miss Marvel in the comic universe, taking over for Carol Danvers. So if you're not into comics, did you see the Miss um, Marvel movie? Nope. Okay. (laughs) So you're not into that kind of stuff? Okay, you're not into that.
1: I mean, I I watch the movies sometimes.
0: Okay, so Carol Danvers is Miss Marvel, but the way the comics do it is there's different universes. And in this one universe, the Miss Marvel is Camilla Khan. And that very first Miss Marvel with Camilla Khan as um, Miss Marvel, the first comic won a Hugo Award for the Best Graphic Story in 2015. So it must be well, right? Mm -hmm. So according to the 2010 census, the largest enclave of American Arabics is in Dearborn, Michigan. After Detroit, after the the Detroit metropolitan area, the next largest concentration of Arab Americans in the U.S. is in New York. So it goes us, then New York. And while Arabic, so some Arabic immigrants are Christian, And we have a lot of those here actually in Michigan, but we also have a lot of Arabic Muslims and Dearborn is the home of the Islamic center of America, which is the largest mosque in North America. And Dearborn is also the home of the Arab American national museum. So we got a lot of Arab shit going on for us here in Michigan, specifically in the Detroit metropolitan area. Yeah. There's more Arab Americans here than any other place in the U S right. So I wrote fun fact: the states with the lowest Arab populations are Wyoming, followed closely by Colorado and Idaho, with about zero point zero seven percent identifying as Arabic in those in those states. So wow, yeah, zero point zero seven percent. So Michigan is the highest, of course, where they guess that about one point five five percent of our population is Arabic here in Michigan. But they said it's also hard to tell because on the US census, Arabic people are just uh, marked as white. So it doesn't say, there's no like sub category where you can mark yourself as Arabic. You know what I'm saying? Uh They have to mark themselves down as white. So the early Arabic Americans began arriving in Michigan in the late 1800s. And they were mostly Lebanese or Syrian Christians. And in the early 1900s, the auto industry was, like, booming, right? And Henry Ford showed an openness to hiring immigrants. And many Muslim men from Yemen were able to support their families by working in the factories. See why I said there's so many countries? I just said Lebanese, Syria, and Yemen. (laughs) That's why I was like, there's a lot of them. So in 1975, Lebanon, Lebanon became part of a civil war, and many families immigrated to Dearborn to escape. And the, so there's that's when we had a lot of Christians. The Christians came out of Lebanon. However, in the last few decades, I'm sorry, the Lebanese were Muslim. In the last few decades, we've had a actually a rise in Arabic Christians. Hmm. Yes. So Wow. Yeah, okay. So I wanna do this. So do you know <clears throat> what a Chaldean is? No. Okay, so this is that's the shit that shocked the shit out of me. All right, so I went to school in Wald Lake. And in Wald Lake, we didn't have hardly any minorities. But maybe 10% of my school were Chaldeans. And Chaldeans are Christian Iraqis. So people from Iraq that are Christian. And they're called Chaldeans. And like 10% of my school were Chaldeans. Well, then all of a sudden, I moved to Ipsy, right, for college. So I go to Eastern Michigan University. And I say to one of my you know, uh, roommates or whatever. I said something about one of the Chaldean kids in my school and nobody knew what a Chaldean was. And that just shocked me. But the more I talked to people, the more people did not know what Chaldeans were. But they made up so much of the area where I lived. Yeah. I know. Weird, right?
1: It is weird.
0: So I was like, I think Wald Lake is close enough to Detroit that <clears throat> the Detroit metro area that I know what a Chaldean is and that we had a lot of Chaldean kids in our school. But I guess Ipsy far enough that no, you don't. yeah obviously not right so chaldean are arab americans who are christians that come from iraq and they began immigrating to the detroit metropolitan area in the 1920s and chaldeans became entrepreneurs and they often opened grocery stores with nearly two thirds of chaldean households owning one business and 39 percent of chaldean households own three or more businesses and statistics from the 26 from 2016 show that chaldeans contribute about 10.7 billion dollars annually to the economy in michigan wow chaldeans alone bring in over 10 billion dollars in michigan in the economy i was like you guys are killing it yeah they own a lot of businesses so metro detroit does support the largest enclave of chaldeans outside of iraq so, excuse me, sorry about that. I choked on a piece of corn earlier.
1: <laughs>
0: and ever since then, my throat <laughs> hurt, after we were on the phone and I was choking and coughing, it took a minute. Okay, so you have Chaldeans inside Iraq, right? And after that, the next biggest group of Chaldeans is in Detroit, is in the Detroit area. And after that, the third biggest group is in Syria. So we have at least 12. Chaldean Parishes in Detroit. That's how many churches we have here. That's a lot. Yes. So I'm going to tell you about some famous Arabic people from Michigan. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I've already talked about this dude once before. It's my boy, Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem was born Kamal Amin Kasem, April 27, 1932, in Detroit, and his parents were immigrants from Lebanon, so he's Lebanese. And his parents insisted that their children assimilate and only speak English. And Casey first began speaking over the radio at his high school and then in his college at Wayne State University. And in 1952, Casey was drafted into the Army, and he served in Korea as a DJ with the Armed Forces Network. And when it was over, Casey began his professional career in Flint, Michigan. And before moving across country a few times, right, he went like East Coast, West Coast, back and forth. And then his vocational career took off in Los Angeles when he campaigned for R&B music in 1963. And he also acted in TV shows and movies throughout the 1960s while still staying on the radio. No,
1: I didn't know that.
0: I didn't know that either. I didn't I, know it Yes, he used to act. I know. I had to look it up once I read that. But in 1969 is when he became the voice of Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. July... 4th 1970 is when he debuted with the american top 40 list and he had the billboard hot 100 chart and what made casey stand out um, on the you know like the music scene was that he did the informational tidbits about band members and he would ask questions before the songs do you remember that he would be mm-hmm. like find out which drummer owns 10 Pomeranians oh, yep. or whatever, right after this commercial break. And I'm like, oh my gosh, trying to guess who it is and stuff. <laughs> so <coughs> I remember that. yeah, do you remember that? So that's what he was yeah. really famous for. And he used to have this signature that he would say at the end of each broadcast. I don't know if you remember, but it's keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Yep. Yep. Okay. So he had a top 40 list on air for 39 years because he retired in 2009. Isn't that balls? Yeah. Okay. So Danny Thomas was also from Michigan and he's Arabic. He's also Lebanese and he was born in Deerfield, Michigan, January 6, 1912. And you're going to, I'm going to blow your mind about who his daughter is and who she's married to. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. He also began his career in radio and then he went to acting just like Casey Kasem and he acted in a TV show that you maybe heard of, but probably didn't see. It was called make room for daddy.
1: Yeah, never heard of it.
0: Okay, okay, it's an old black and white sitcom, and it was like the first comedy sitcom that was really successful in black and white about a family, and it was on the it was on for like eleven years. So he was the dad in "Make Room for Daddy." (laughs) So Danny Thomas often starred in commercials for St. Jude's children Research Hospital with his daughter Marlo Thomas. Do you remember those commercials? It'd be like an old yep. man and a young woman. That's Danny Thomas and his daughter, Marlo. So Marlo was also born in Detroit. And she's a famous actress who starred in the TV show, Who's That Girl? Which I think you're too young to know because it came out in the 70s. You, you don't No, know. but isn't there a song, Who's That Girl? There is a song, Who's That Girl? Yes, by Akon, I think. Yes, go Jen. So <laughs> she also acted in shows like, because she's a little bit older too, right? Bonanza, Mikhail's Navy. She was on the Donna Reed show. She married talk show host, Phil Donahue, in 1980, and they are still married today. Holy shit. I know, right? So, yeah, Danny Thomas and his daughter Marlo. I I thought because of your age, because you're a little bit younger, that you would probably know him from the St. Jude's Cancer Research commercials. They used to do a lot of those. Yeah. But I thought you might know Phil Donahue. So, I've got one more famous Arab American. From Michigan. Well, not really from Michigan, but she lived in here for a while. I'm taking you back to my favorite place that we just went to, Sesame Street. Huh. Yeah. Erin Ozaker, she was born in Turkey, but she was raised in Farmington Hills, Michigan. And she received a Bachelor in Drama from the University of Michigan before she moved to New York. And in 1976, she moved to England to join their Sesame Street. And she became the only, at that time full-time female Muppeteer so she was the first only female Muppeteer that was full time. that's really cool yeah and she was also a Muppeteer for the Muppet movie and Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas Hmm. which is a good one you know what I mean I don't know have you ever watched that as a Christmas one yeah okay it's good okay so I've got one last Arab American to tell you about but she is not from Michigan she's actually from a state that we border up in the UP which is Wisconsin are you ready
1: Yeah, I'm ready.
0: Ready. So Dua Ahmad was 17 years old in December of 2019 when an attacker came to her school in Oshkosh, West High School. That's what it's called. It's in Wisconsin. Uh So a student, a 16-year-old student, was armed. He comes into the school, and he stabs the resource officer, and then the officer shoots the student. So the kids all hear the gunshot, right? So this one kid in Dua's class shots go to the mosque after they hear the gunshot. And they all run out of the school and across the street to the mosque that she goes to. That's the one that she attends. So she enters the security code because it's all in lockdown, right? Nobody's there right now. She enters the security code. She opens the door and she's holding it. And you just see because you can see it on the security camera. You can see everything. You see her holding the door open. And she, like, put the number in really fast. I was like, you could tell she's young because she didn't even have to fucking look because kids can move their their fingers real fast. And that's what she was, like, doing. I was like, you could tell she's real young. And then she's holding the door and all the kids run in. And about 100 kids came into the building to, like, shelter in place there. And you could just see, yeah, this uh, young girl in the video in a hijab holding the door. But her dad, Saad, heard about the shooting at the school. And he contacts her and she's like, yeah, we're sheltering inside the mosque. And we've blocked the door behind us and our dad comes over and they all just like ushered kids to the restroom, got them water and waited for their parents to come and pick them up. But I do wow, want she's to she's awesome. That, yeah, dude. And they were like, kids are so quick thinking because it wasn't even her that thought of the mask. It was some other kid that's not Muslim. But I was like, kids are so smart these days. But right? um, the guard and the student did survive. Nobody died. Everybody survived. Well, that's good. Uh, yes. So... I think that's it. Yeah, I had to make a list of the different Arabic countries because I wanted to make sure I wasn't telling a story about somebody not from Arabia.
1: <laughs> that's really cool. That was cool information.
0: Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I know that I knew that there was more Chaldeans in Michigan than there was anywhere else, but I didn't know that like nobody else knew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only oh. Absalani, and I'm talking about Chaldeans, and everybody's just looking at me funny. I was like, but we. We will go to school with them. <laughs> but everyone's right. like, I don't know what a Keldian is. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, you got anything else, Jen? No, no.
1: I think that's it.
0: Yay. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later and we'll do this again. All right. Talk All right. to you later. See you. Bye. bye. Contact us at anchor or Michigan and Other Mayhem at gmail.com or on Facebook to join the conversation, listen to the podcast, or correct us when necessary. Rate and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Bye-bye now.